We're going to talk to you. You are the initiate. You are the cause we be. found out that I was actually getting a two inch by two inch brand with a cover as a man. We no longer under the laws of Moses. The world that even stuck with violence and the violence shall take it back for us. Coffee. And cults. Hi, John. Hi, Sam. Hi, listeners. And welcome to Coffee and Cults, where a few times a pandemic we meet to uh, drink coffee and talk cults and fringe religious groups from around the world. Please be aware this podcast may not be suitable for all listeners as it will contain strong language. Um, And the content warning for this one, so we're on part two of 12 tribes, Um, some more uh, child abuse, not sex abuse, but still bad abuse. Welcome listeners. Jolly, jolly. John will do some sort of nice, fluffy Victorian sex cult again soon. (laughs) (laughs) The fluffies, yes, that notorious Victorian (laughs) sex cult, the fluffies. We will do them. Um, We hope you're all doing well, listeners. Thank you all so much for getting in touch with us. Um, And we've got a couple of little Patreon shout-outs that we'd like to do. So do you want to go first, John? Yes, I will go first. Uh, A big thank you and shout-out to Cynthia. Uh, thank you for your Patreon and for your fun suggestions of other things for us to look at and research. Yay! And uh, also thank you to, I'm, I'm going to guess at the name, Pencil Tucky? <laughs> the name looks like it's a cross between Pennsylvania and Kentucky. So I'm going strong and wrong with Pencil Tucky. Thank you very much for joining our Patreon. Um, other listeners that aren't uh, Cynthia and Pencil Tucky, if you'd like to join the Patreon, patreon.com slash coffee and cults. Um, we post some bonus content, sometimes some videos will go up there. It's a um, good time. Check it out. It is a very fun time. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us, we're on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, coffee and cults, and you can email us at coffee and cults at gmail.com. Fab. There we go. That's enough podcast admin admin done done tick uh productive quarantine time let's move to our main feature sam so 12 tribes you remember last time john uh we met gene spriggs and his wife uh they had you know big group of uh of bible study people uh started a cult uh wear amish clothing dictate what the size of toilet roll that you're allowed to use topical um also some extraordinarily chill things about the way that we bring up children we they not us (laughs) (laughs) um so as i promised this time is going to be a bit more about kind of the way that this uh religious sect support themselves um as as i mentioned before they're still going and kind of where they go with taxes what sort of businesses to look out for if you're worried if you might uh, cross paths with some 12 tribes mm. um and then there's some much much more recent developments so i'm going to fill you in on those as well great it sounds exciting sam very much so uh, so they registered themselves as a, a for-profit organization with religious purpose and a common treasury which means they do pay some tax so okay they acknowledge that because they run businesses, those businesses do run for profit. Okay, interesting. That's a bit of a different vibe. Yeah. And it seems like something that this is a sort of part where there's quite a bit of crossover with the kittens. Um, 
in the uh, you know, all those little. For any new listeners, uh, kittens is our cunning code word for a very prevalent uh, alleged cult um, who we have spoken about and indeed visited uh, in recent times. Yes, um, some famous members. Uh, they've probably got an organisation near you. Um, so they, they hold uh, the tax status in the US is 501D, which means... Oh, think, 501D. Oh, it's my favourite. Uh, my favourite of the 501s, uh, where they pay property taxes, but not income taxes. Okay. So some. Uh, in 2019, their holding company listed their assets at uh, five, wait, numbers, 5.64 million, but that might only be in Australia. Um, okay. I couldn't work out what that is, but part, their part in Australia at least had that amount of money. Wow. Um, a lot of this info is from the website I mentioned last time, question12tribes.com. So, as I said, lots of different businesses, but they cover all sorts of different sections of society. So they've got restaurants, they've got cosmetics, they've got clothing, literature, construction, all sorts of stuff. Oh, yes, John. Wow. John is frowning, listeners. Yeah, that is... That is quite the business portfolio, isn't it? Right. Uh, so last time I mentioned the Yellow Deli and also Mate Factor. You remember <laughs> our, our Yerba, Yerba beverage? Um, so that's another sort of chain of delis that they've got. Mm -hmm. And then they've also got a series of restaurants called Common Ground Cafes. Um, they've all got a reputation for good food, cleanliness, nice environment. Um, I, the menu for Yellow Deli is online, so looked at it, looked pretty nice. Okay, let's have a look. I'm really sorry, Sam. I need John to speed googling at uh, Yellow Deli. And uh, while John's googling, listeners, I'll just let you know I promised John that he was going to be a very shocked during this episode, and uh, it's about to happen. So, if you'd like to see my shocked face, do subscribe to the Patreon to see it. Yes in real time okay is this a current menu that i found i'm not sure it's the, the menu i've got sam is like hand drawn does that yeah sound, does that sound familiar okay uh let's go uh and have a little look see here hot sandwiches hot sandwiches uh what's the drag name <laughs> that will be my uh drag name all these sandwiches are served with uh chips or a veggie bowl and a pickle mm. Um, which that's like the best thing about America you guys don't know how good you have it getting pickles with everything it's amazing oh pickles are so good I have to say yeah. these I mean I'm a vegetarian now so, so but like turkey Havarti and hot pepper jack cheese onions mm. tomato avocado and chipotle mayo on a buttered kaiser roll that, that sounds a, nice that's a vistacado sandwich that mm. sounds uh, um, pretty darn as nice as this uh, food sounds, remember the practices that the group who own it have. So perhaps make these sandwiches in the comfort of your own non-child abusing home. <laughs> Hearty beef chilli served with an artisan roll. Lovely. Uh, not as many salads as I would expect a cult to have on their uh, <laughs> menu. Um, but again, this sounds quite... Ooh, mm, don't know how I feel about this. Um, mixed greens, cashews, craisins, Havarti cheese, peppers and tomatoes. Craisins. Lovely. Mm, not sure they should be in a 
So National Hebrew dot. Hang on, I've misread that. And as I was turning the page, I saw something intriguing, Sam. Um, Hebrew National Hot Dog. Okay. What's in it? I don't. It, that's literally all the information. It. Oh, I think that appears to be on the children's menu. Well, it can't be pork then. Presumably. No, that's why I asked. Corn. Corn dog, maybe it's a corn dog. Is that a thing? What's in a corn dog, America? Isn't isn't corn isn't the corn around something that is still doggy in a in a corn dog? Literally not a clue. Deli waffle. Something that is still doggy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh there we go, a yerba mate. Ooh, yeah, there we go. That is that is not a bad. I mean, again, for a cult, it's not great on vegetarian options necessarily, but that's mm-hmm. a pretty that's a pretty good menu. I'd I'd go there with you, Sam, for some pound cake and a Hebrew hot dog, and a yerba mate drink. To wash it down with. Very good. So, Johnny, ready for some a little shock? <laughs> Hang on. Ready? Let me just let get ready. Ooh. I am now ready for a shock. Okay. So this group have got um, restaurants and, and cafes and delis all over the world. There's one called the Stentwood Farm Tea Room just outside Ottery St. Mary. <gasps> Shut your dirty mouth. Amazing. <laughs> um, oh, wow. It opened in 1994. It is on TripAdvisor. It is a, a wild ride. Um, loads of people that are like, oh yeah, it's really got really nice sandwiches. But then other people are like, they will make you join their cult. I lived there. Do not go to this cafe. Oh, goodness. Oh, I, I didn't Mary, they had so many branches in the UK. What's it called again, Sam? Stentwood Farm Tea Room. I'm just trying to think if ever, at, while I've been at Ottery St. Mary, where there are all the food trucks, whether there's ever been anything. <laughs> Um, uh, from while John is uh, googling again, listeners, if you've never heard of Ottery St. Mary, which I hadn't until I met John, oh uh, my god, and one of the things that happens if you meet me, yeah, uh, is that I <laughs> spend a considerable amount of my time enthusiastically telling you that I will take you to a small Devon village in the middle of November, um, at the start of November, um. That's yeah, so you um, have to put up with if you become friends with me. I'm sorry. And um, what happens there is um, the it's a village tradition. They soak uh, wood barrels in tar for a year, and then they light them on fire and run up and down the street carrying them. So you go with an excited John, who's like, "Yeah, I want to get near it," and it's, it's supposed to be most- lucky to touch it. It's the most wonderful time of the year, listeners. There are no safety. You're probably picturing safety barriers and things. No, no. this is a small village town yeah. with small streets full of people who just have to get out of the way while someone carrying a burning barrel on their back runs through the street. It's Yes, that's it. If you want a little Google uh, wormhole to fall into, listeners, that is a great one. It's honestly my favourite thing. <laughs> Possibly of all time. I was pleased this year I took uh, two people who'd never been 
uh, before. And yeah. at one point, one of them turned to me and went, John, I was, um, I was skeptical about this when you uh, first mentioned it, but uh, it's great. <laughs> yep, it was, yeah, very fun. What I like about this TripAdvisor, Sam, yeah. is that most of the reviews are friendly, cake, yum, mm. delicious cake, friendly, homemade cake. These people are a dangerous cult. Cake, yes. lovely. <laughs> exactly. Um, if we ever get out of our houses again, let us go. I mean, should we? Because of what they do? Let us go making sure that we could easily escape if need be. Let us go stand outside and then go to another cafe that doesn't give money to any of these practices. Oh yeah, that's true. I wasn't thinking about the fact that we'd be funding them, damn it. Let's try and get a discount voucher. <laughs> if you work at Stentwood Farm, <laughs> we're really sorry and I'm sure you make nice cakes and I hope you don't abuse kids. <laughs> Sam, funnily enough, listeners, Sam says that whatever cafe or restaurant we go into. <laughs> it's sometimes very awkward. Anyway, so other businesses that they run, uh, they've got some cosmetics companies. So they've got a business called Greener Formulas, which is a laboratory, and they research um, soap and body care f liquids, like other things that you put on your body for cleanliness. Body, body care liquids. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when you talk dirty to me. <laughs> and then um, attached to that, well, like connected to that business, they've got Common Sense Farm, who um, manufacture and produce soap and body care products. So they've got the, the, the lab that research it, and they've got the factory that produce it. Okay. Um, and the, this uh, Common Sense Farm is based uh, in Cambridge, New York. So where they, that's where they're based, the group of them that work there clothing they've got a a chain of shoe stores slash outdoor outfitters in new hampshire and vermont um, and that chain is called simon the tanner so if you've ever got your uh, uh hiking boots from simon the tanner that's who you bought it from wow yeah it's amazing this is a bit like um oh i can't remember and i should because i was the person that um told us about them the company that made the silver spoons that Oneida? You, yeah Oneida it's but like their sort of many weird businesses that they use to support themselves yeah um they've got a, a printing company so called parchment press um which do provide services to you know contract services yeah. to print books and literature um but they also will print and distribute and sell the groups literature so anything 12 tribes related has come through parchment press Ooh. And they've got a few construction companies as well. So BOJ Construction is a general contractor based in Plymouth, Massachusetts and operating nationally. Commonwealth Construction is um, another contracting firm which is in the southeast of the US. They are, on credit where credit's due, they are quite good at naming businesses. <laughs> uh, and then Commonwealth Woodworks, which make furniture. See, that just sounds like a brand that you could trust to make you a stable, sturdy chair or table. Yeah, sure. It brings to mind kind of fair trade, doesn't it? Commonwealth, fair trade, like all that sort of. Um, so they've got a they've got a, a boat, 
and they've got some buses and they will travel around the US um, evangelizing on uh, Peacemaker Marine which sails around the east coast of the US and then the Peacemaker 1 and 2 buses that go inland in the States. American cults really love having buses and boats don't they yeah they really go for that kind of transport hub transportation i guess that's because public transport isn't so good in america maybe well i don't know i think it'd be pretty cool to have a train wouldn't it oh <laughs> that would be good let's get our own let's crowdfund sam for our own coffee and coffee <laughs> train that we can uh, we can that's our stretch goal <laughs> By the time we finish doing this podcast, we hope to own a train. <laughs> what a stretch goal. <laughs> um, so these right, so these businesses all kind of function by themselves, um, but all the all their employees are members of the group. There have been a lot of calls for child protection within these businesses. Oh no. I because, knew as I said jolly the children are only kept in education until they're in their teens supposedly mm. and then they're moved to do apprenticeships in whichever of these companies they kind of show a, a talent for so yeah. if you're really good at cooking you get put in a waitressing job or if you're particularly i don't know uh, mechanically minded you might get put in the construction company etc um but it means that these children are taken out of mainstream education before it's advised that a person finishes education mm. and so hence the calls uh 2001 the groups reported to have around 3,000 members worldwide wow so it's not that many people but it is very widespread yeah that's interesting um so the new york post in 2001 uh ran an article accusing the group of child labor so the way that came about was um, Common Sense Farm had had a contract with Estee Lauder Cosmetics to Ooh. produce some of their stuff in the States. Um, they did a random inspection and found several 14-year-olds had been assisting their fathers in the manufacturing. Oh, okay. So the group's argument to that was, hey, look, it's a family-owned business. Children should be able to help their families in a family-owned business. Oh, yeah, it is slippery yeah. area, isn't it? Exactly. So they're working, you know, they're working with their parents. Mm -mm. Um, but so they, uh, so basically they were found to have no violations because that's right. Children can help their parents in their business. Um, so they'd, they'd initially found that these apprenticeships um, surmounted to indentured servitude. But then on another inspection, they were like, actually, there isn't anything that we can do about the situation here. Estee Lauder did end the contract with them, though. Oh, did they? OK, interesting. Yes. Uh, 2006, the group held a reunion for the original members that had been all the way back in Chattanooga, Tennessee. The people who've been members of the Light Brigade. Wow. Um, and then announced a new community had sprung up back there. So they'd all had this reunion and gone, actually, yeah, let's do this again. Mm. Yeah. In 2008, a new Yellow Deli opened in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So it's there. It is open 24 hours a day, five days a week. 
um, and they observe the Sabbath. So they finish at uh, 3 p.m. on Friday and then uh, start again midday on Sunday. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get back into some sort of not very fun stuff now. Oh, no. uh, not that all that dense business talk hasn't been thrilling. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's made so, me hungry more than anything else. <laughs> oh no! Um, in Germany and France, uh, homeschooling is illegal, but in rare circumstances. So you're not allowed to homeschool your children like this group do. Um, so, oh, I didn't write down what year it was, and I'm sorry. In a year between 2008 and 2013, mm -hmm. um, the uh, the group were fined and arrested some members of the group were arrested in germany for basically child neglect and child endangerment for not putting them into education oh wow okay um but the group just didn't listen they just carried on doing it anyway yeah um so the agreement that they struck up with the german government was that they were allowed to run a school so they built a school on their property so oh, the children were going to school and it was a private school. So they got in charge, they were in charge of who the, who was admitted. So it was only members, um, but they were under the supervision of the German government. So the, the, the board of education, there were allowed to still say, you're going to teach this. Um, the 12 tribes said, cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll put a school in, but we're not going to teach our children evolution or sex education. Of course. Okay. So creationist and upsetting. <laughs> there we go. There's the sub subtitle for Creation, this. Creationist <laughs> and upsetting. <laughs> um, September of 2013, the German police raided two facilities uh, belonging to 12 tribes and removed 40 children. Uh, a filmmaker had been able to infiltrate the group and record children being beaten. Ugh. So, and he went straight to the police and was like, there you go, get the kids. Oh, it's all that Bible, spare the rod, spoil the child nonsense, yeah. isn't it? It comes up time and time again in these fundy groups. And the thing I said, I said about it before, about uh, if your child has no blue marks, something about blue marks being holy and need to brute me up. Mm. Um, the group uh, immediately obviously started uh, protesting to get these children back. Um, but in 2018, the decision was upheld by the European Court of Human Rights. So these children have been kept away from the group and that, that decision was upheld. Yeah, that's a full on condemnation, isn't it? Then that's a real. Yeah. Yeah. State against them. Yeah. Well, and home. Sorry, go on. Oh, I was going to say, and it took them five years to get back to that decision where it was upheld. So obviously making it longer means that the children are kept away from them for that amount of time as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well done, Germany. Quite smart. Um, it's tricky, isn't it? Because sort of like in, in principle and in freedom terms, absolutely, if people want to homeschool their children, yep. fine um, and good, but it's so open to abuse potentially and how you yeah how you balance those two things is a really complicated question right yeah skipping back in time a little bit before i go back forward again because apparently i ordered my notes badly uh in 2002 
uh, 19 members in France were sentenced for, uh, to, to prison for child neglect, for not vaccinating their children, and two members of the group were prosecuted for the death of their 19-year-old child. Or 19-month-old child. This was in Germany, did you say? This was in France. In France, okay. Yeah. So their 19-month-old child. That is brutal. Yeah. Um, Vaccinate your kids, folks. I mean, yeah. If I had kids, I would vaccinate them, but I don't, so I vaccinate myself. <laughs> what are you going to say? So I vaccinate other people's, other people's kids when they're kids. not looking. <laughs> Uh, skipping back, back to the future, um, 2018, there was another review by the New York Department of Labor. So they uh, did another investigation into greener formulas for more child labor concerns, um, because another filmmaker, these filmmakers love coming and getting little... Yeah, what is it with 12 tribes and secret filmmakers? I mean, but it's cool. If it gets these kids out of bad situations, go secretly film. Shall we secretly film when we go to visit their um, tea rooms? Yes. And why not? Good. <laughs> there we go. No further discussion needed. That's the first rule of improvisation, isn't it? Yes. Um, <laughs> so uh, there was this, the filmmaker got secret footage of the children working in the Greener Formulas factory. Um, so there were another couple of big companies that were working with Greener Formulas at the time. They were Acure and Savannah B. Um, so they're both big cosmetics companies that have been producing products there. Um, obviously, they're not anymore. Uh, in 2019, there were some documents released by the FBI about an investigation at the group's commune in Hiddenite, North Carolina, which included uh, allegations of suspicious deaths, child labor, strange spiritual rituals um and also information about whether that first raid that happened was yeah. a constitutional raid or not the fbi had released all these files about it oh, okay oh, interesting. again the, the the freedom child protection balances are really yeah you know, quite fraught isn't it yeah yeah really yeah what what can you what can you do i don't know if you were um, hoping Sam and I would solve this difficult <laughs> issue during this episode, listeners, I'm sorry to disappoint you. A little bit more to get through. Some very bad stuff coming through now, but it's we'll get through it together, listeners. Okay. Um, so Australia, we've moved around the world, different continent. Down under. Down under. They started investigating seriously. Why are you looking like that, John? <laughs> He's doing keep going. Okay. No, I can't because this is this is not very nice. I can't do it in that horrible voice. <laughs> um, 2019, they started properly looking at this group. Um, I watched some of the interviews and the pieces that have been put out recently on Australia's Channel 9 News. So they're currently interviewing kind of ex-members, looking at like investigating it as things are, are happening. Like last week things were happening yeah they're quite hot on um investigating cults aren't they australian yeah. and in fact I, is I, that might even be the same station that did lots of the um universal medicine yeah 
investigations and who quite often do stuff about the kittens um, as well. Mm -hmm. They seem to have a really good track record of really going pro properly investigating these groups. Yeah. Um, so there is a uh, a property owned by the owned by Twelve Tribes called Peppercorn Creek Farm, which is in New that's South a, Wales. Lovely. Again, the naming is really good here. Peppercorn Creek Farm. Peppercorn Creek Farm. Nice Pepper to say, actually. Say it, say it aloud with us, listeners. Peppercorn, Peppercorn Creek, Creek Farm. Farm. <laughs> uh, so February the 19th of this year, the year of our Lord 2020, mm. um, the police searched Peppercorn Creek Farm and they seized documents and other evidence um, looking for uh, evidence of, of child cruelty um, and also allegations that uh, Peppercorn Creek Farm had a special graveyard for stillborn or infant death children. Oh, the phrase special graveyard as well. You can tell that's not going to end in anything good. No. Um, March the 3rd of the year of our Lord 2020, they, uh, using the evidence that they'd seized a few weeks uh, previously, um, they went back and f uh, searched for these, um, the bodies of these children, uh, digging up places. Um, at least one has been found. Oh, goodness. Okay. Uh, so that's, that's the most recent development when it comes to 12 tribes so that I can find at the moment. Goodness. That is yep. yeah, super scary. And so that's it, John. I've got a little, um, a little sprinkle of joy. So I'm not ending quite on that note. Oh, good. Thank goodness. Um, I just wanted to remind everybody about the pardons that I talked about in the last episode. So yeah. they run Meadowhaven. So if you are in the US and you have managed to get hold of this podcast and you can get a phone and you can get in touch with Meadowhaven, their phone number is 508-947-9571. Uh, and you can call them and they will be, they're really well equipped to help you get out. Mm. Um, in the UK, there is a, a charity called Encourage, which is the phone number is 01433 639032. So if you are in danger or you know someone that is in danger um, from this group or any others, give those numbers a call um, mm. because there are people that want to help if you need it. Um, all my research in these last two episodes has come from uh, question12tribes.org, uh, the Meadowhaven website, splcenter.org which is the southern poverty law center and good old wikipedia yay hey wow so that's it john that's your little follow-up episode about 12 tribes oh it's always so strange when we talk about a group that is still active and ongoing and sort yeah. of mid investigation um as well because so often we sort of are you know are rounding off a group that's died out or a group that you know has come to a a, a serious but definite end it's so odd yeah. that it's still in existence and you know in our case just up the road there is potentially a um a branch yeah where bad shit is going down yeah that's it Ooh. Ooh.
so listeners thank you very much for um being with us for this hour or however long it's been i don't have a measure of time on here who knows we'll find out together um, <laughs> If you've got any more suggestions for cults that you would like either of us to look at, please send those through. Um, we've got lots of plans. Ah, oh, John, we never talked about Tiger King. Oh. Is one yeah. of us going to do tigers one time? I think probably we will at some point. Yeah, Doc Antle and his weird shit. Yeah, let's do that. Maybe let's do that as a nice little fun joint one at some point. Okay. Listeners, if you haven't, it's one of those things, right? It's entered the zeitgeist. Oh, it's yeah. Everywhere. If, like me, you might be thinking, oh, well, everybody's talking about it. Do I want to jump on the bandwagon? Get on the bandwagon. Join Sam and I. There's room. Yeah. It's lovely up here on the bandwagon. A spacious bandwagon. It is honestly... The only way I can describe it is you start out going, oh, this is a little bit crazy. And then with about every five minutes that passes, you go, oh, shit, it's even crazier. Oh, shit, it's even cra Oh, shit. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unreal. Unreal. It's like, a, it's like a fever dream. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. Um, if you would like to get in touch with us listeners, that information is uh, all the social medias, Coffee and Cults, or email us at coffeeandcults at gmail.com. Um, we're here. We hope you're doing well in this uh, quarantine lockdown stuff. Um, stay safe and six feet away from everyone that you walk past. We hope you're doing, uh, doing well in social distancing and in lockdown uh, yeah. isolation. Um, again, we're trying to put out things a bit more regularly so do look out for some extra content um some bonus episodes and a slightly more frequent pattern uh, for these regular main programs and we hope that they uh, they see you through yes uh, coming up soon we're gonna have a book club um for the patreon listeners i'm holding up what the book is going to be uh but audio listeners i'm not going to tell you <laughs> oh, such uh such a tease um <laughs> I mean, you're really missing out on Sam's book demonstration uh, skills. She's clearly handled a book before, listeners, from the way she's holding it. And do a JML advert for it or something. <laughs> um, so, yeah, do look out for that. Um, again, possibly later down the line, that might come out as a bonus on the main uh, channel. Uh, very soon, there will be uh, an episode of everybody's favourite feature, Sounds of the Sexties. Um, coming out on our main channel where sam and i uh, listen to the music of charles manson um yeah oh that's something i didn't look up for 12 tribes actually they must have a band somewhere definitely let's see if that that might well be the next episode uh, yeah. of that series um so yeah hopefully there's lots uh, to come do let people know about us do uh review subscribe uh rate wherever you can that really helps us out uh, and helps yeah. other people find us and Thanks for the lovely reviews we've had since last time we thanked you as well. Yeah, You're yeah. lovely and it makes really us very happy. We, whichever one of us sees it first will always screenshot it and be like, no, look at this nice thing we got. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, it makes us very happy that these weird little conversations we have, sometimes <laughs> just between ourselves in a room or now down a video camera, yeah. uh, are, are also, yeah, uh, the people are out there in the world weirdly enjoying them yeah 
yeah it's still very special. um cool thank you very much listeners uh thank you very much sam uh for a lovely two-parter and we'll be back very soon with more coffee and more cults yay thanks listeners we love you love you bye we're going to talk to you you are the issue you are the cosmic being